I would love for the Mets to prove me wrong. But as of today, June 4th, their season is fucking over. 2-1 pitch. The drive in the air to deep right field. That ball headed toward the wall. That ball is out of here. Out of here. A game-winning grand slam home run off the bat of Robin Ventura. Ball hit in the air to left field. That's deep. That goes Chavez back near the wall. Leaping and he made the catch. He took a home run away from Roland. Trying to get back to first end. He's doubled off. And the inning is over. Every team thinks, oh yeah, I could dump this guy off on the Mets. They'll take it. And they do. They take it every fucking time. And you want to, Jared Kalenic was just said that that he's going to be a generational player and one of the best prospects coming up from that draft class. We're paying Cano for the next four years for him? Fuck that. Fuck that. The New York Mets are getting dangerously close to missing the playoffs this year. But it's not surprising. I'm not surprised. I don't think anybody really is. Uh, but it's a year where two division leaders and two wild cards get in, and they're going to miss it all. But I'm not losing sleep. We got Steve Cohen and his deal with the Mets going through within the next week or two, so I'm very excited about that. He is going to be our savior. He's going to he's gonna bring this team to the promised land. I, I can almost guarantee that. All right, he is not buying this team just for the hell of it. He's a longtime Mets fan. He's from New York. He wants to see this team succeed. And I guarantee he wants to beat the Yankees. And if he went through all this whole process with the Wilpons from last year, between the Wilpons just spiting him and saying no to the deal and SNY and all that whole big fiasco. And, you know, now he's still the front runner for the team. That's how, that's how, uh, dedicated that he is towards getting this team to where he wants it to be. And I know that for a fact. So I'm excited. It's going to be fun. The next couple of years for a Mets fan is going to be awesome. It's going to be exciting, hopefully. And, you know, hopefully he'll spend money right away, right away, which I think he will. I really do. We have a team that, you know, can win a championship. And if we just have two to three more pieces, we could be that team. We could be the team that could be fearless in the playoffs and go in there confident in every game. So I don't know how that's uh, going to go, but I'm very excited for it. And, you know, we, we got a good future ahead. Jacob DeGrom had the game of his life last week against Baltimore, and the Mets finally came through for him for the first time probably in his career with this many runs. They The Mets won 14-1, to and I feel like they, Jacob DeGrom had to have thrown a party or something that night because I don't know if he could have controlled how he felt, you know, like – I don't know how I could have controlled it because the team scores maybe on average two runs for Jacob DeGrom on every start. Uh, And so that puts a lot of pressure on him, uh, keeping the game scoreless or keeping the game with a one run, you know, and and the Mets can't ever do anything. And they finally did. And I'm hoping that this is a a change of heart and a change that will keep going because DeGrom is on his way for his third Cy Young easily. He's going to win the Cy Young, 100%. There's no way he doesn't. There's nobody in the league that can contend with how he plays. He's going to he's gonna win a third straight, no, without a doubt. Let's just take a quick look at uh, some of Jacob DeGrom's stats for this year. He's got eight, eight games, all right? He's 3-1. and one. He's got a 1.69 ERA, a 48 innings pitched, and 70 strikeouts. He has a whip of uh, .88. Uh, and, you know, with a shortened season like this, he hasn't skipped a beat. He hasn't, he hasn't looked bad in probably one game that he's played in this year. He's had some shaky innings, but everybody's going to have shaky innings. He's had overall every start was a quality start. He's getting high strikeouts. 
he, he's doing what he's got to do to keep low-scoring games. He's got, in the last seven games, 62 strikeouts. And, I mean, it's just you know, absurd. And then in the last seven games, he's got uh, only 30 hits and 43 innings pitched and only nine earned runs. There's no denying Jacob deGrom's success in the league and his success with the Mets. But let's talk about uh, some of the other games around the league yesterday. Yesterday was Thursday, September 10th. And the Braves faced the Nationals. They had a uh, very high-scoring game. It was 7-6. to six. The Braves' uh, record goes up to 26-18. and 18. Nationals are 16-26. and 26. So, you know, Braves trying to beat the teams in the NL East that they need to to get and secure that number one division spot, which I think they will at this point. There's no other team like the Braves in our division. Uh, then the Phillies and the Marlins yesterday, same score. Marlins beat the Phillies 7-6. Uh, the Phillies record now 21-19. and The Marlins are now 20-19. and That was all uh, from our division yesterday, uh, Thursday, September 10th. Tonight, let's look at tonight's games. We've got a couple of uh, doubleheaders tonight. Phillies and Marlins are live right now. The Phillies are up 4-0 uh, in the top of the fourth. The Braves are live as well with the Nationals. They are... Uh, threatening the score in the top of the first Braves uh, with a man on first and second one out. It's a 3-2 count to Travis Darno, former Met and let's see, uh, the Mets are playing the Blue Jays tonight. DeGrom on the mound against Chase Anderson. The Mets trying to take at least two out of three here from the Blue Jays and I think they could do it. The Blue Jays are looking good though so we'll see what happens. DeGrom I have no, no doubts in DeGrom so we'll see how that plays out. So let's go into the Mets uh, upcoming schedule a little bit. We got tonight Obviously, September 11th, uh, they're wearing, actually uh, wearing the FDNY or first responder hats tonight for the Mets game. The MLB gave them the okay. They're wearing them. And so then there, we, we got that tonight. And then we got another two games at Toronto, September 12th on uh, tomorrow, Saturday, and then September 13th. Then we're going to Philly from September 15th to the 17th. So then after Philly, we go right back home to Atlanta. Oh, we go back home to play Atlanta. Sorry about that. From the 18th to the 20th. And then we got a three-game series with Tampa Bay from the 21st to the 23rd. And then we play our final series of the uh, year with the Nationals at September 24th to the 27th. So we, we only have a few series left with a couple of teams. I... Mets are out of the playoffs. There's no really getting around that. They're not going to make a run. There's no way they could beat Atlanta. They need to go on more than a three-game win streak or a three-and-three three streak during the week. You know, they, they they can't. And especially with all these other teams that are over 500, we're, we're a couple games under, so I don't think it's going to happen. Definitely won't happen. And uh, so we're just on the next year at this point. So, But let's get into some of my players of the week. Jeff McNeil has been on fire. Four straight games with a home run. He's playing in the field. He's playing in the outfield. He's playing third base. He's playing right, uh, right field. He's making spectacular catches. He's proving to be the guy that we need that can play any position, that could hit the ball, and he's proving to us that he could be the hitter that he was last year, although this year, obviously, it was a shortened season, a lot of less prep time for the season, so I, I understand the slow start. But we're going to go into next year and his next two years, and he's going to be wanting, you know, to get paid. So he's going to be looking to have the success all the time. He's a great top of the lineup guy. He can get on base early. And he, obviously, he's been hitting home runs, so he could definitely drive the ball and bring in runs. And, you know, he he's definitely a piece that 
will be part of the Mets team for a long time. At least I hope so. For my player of the week, for defensively, uh, we're going with Michael Conforto. He's made several behind the back cat or behind basket catches from behind out in right field. He's he's going up to the wall. He's diving, making plays. He's making good throws over to third, over to home. He he's been the guy that defensively he's proving himself his worth, and he's proving to the Mets that they need to pay him within the next year, at least by the end of next next season. And he's going to be a highly paid player for sure. But I don't want to just talk about Michael Conforto in a defensive sense because he's he's definitely uh, working his bat this year. His 2020 stats for hitting, he's a 340 average. He's got eight home runs, 27 RBIs, three stolen bases, and he's got a, a .990 on-base percentage. So he's really uh, putting everything he's got out there. And he, he like I said, he's proven himself to be a guy that needs to be paid and needs to be paid soon. So we got, we got to see what Cohen's going to want to do. But I think he's definitely going to pay... McNeil, Conforto, and I don't know about Rosario now. Rosario's job, you know, up for up for grabs right now with how Andres Jimenez has emerged into this season. He is by far the best shortstop on the team. He's by far the best defensive infielder we got right now, uh, at least uh, in this lineup this year. So, you know, Rosario next year or two, he's going to have to compete and he's going to have to prove himself a viable long-term shortstop because if he doesn't I don't I don't see Cohen hesitating to trade him to get a couple of good prospects or maybe another reliever or maybe another starter you know it could happen and and, and I wouldn't be opposed to it because you know as much as I love Rosario I've been touting him since he came up and you know I I think that if he doesn't prove that he could be as consistent as he was or even he hasn't really proven that he is a consistent player so he needs to be able to come in the next year and the year after with a mindset that I need to make a change and I need to get to where I want to be so that I could be on this team long term there's one last thing I want to talk about and it's about everybody going on about Edwin Diaz's stats and yes he's having a decent year but guess what it's not changing my mind on Edwin Diaz until he can come into a full 162-game season and do what he did his first year, that trade was a bust. That entire trade was a bust, and we lost that trade by a million. And you can't sit here and tell me that Edwin Diaz is that go-to player in the 8th and ninth inning still, because he's not. You could have faith in him, sure, because everybody should. But he's always going to let you down. He's always going to let us Mets fans down, and... You know, until he can prove himself in a full season, in a season where there's no fans, uh, or where there is fans, and when th- there's more, you know, uh, at stake when he comes to the game, you know, he's still going to let up home runs. He's still going to let up, uh, you know, hits. He's st- he's still going to make every inning a freaking challenge because he he just can't fucking get it right. His slider, he leaves changeups in the middle of the plate. He 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 doesn't. He hasn't progressed to the point where he's going to be an elite closer in this league, and I don't see it happening. I really don't. Seth Lugo is a better closer than Edward Diaz, and that's a fact. So this is going to wrap up uh, episode two of Always Amazing. I uh, thank you guys for listening and follow all Too Many Men Sports with their with our Instagram, Too Many Men, uh, on Spotify, SoundCloud, everything. We we got it all and. Uh, give us a follow. Try and follow our YouTube page. We're doing a lot more on our Too Many Men podcast. We started uh, Drunk Trivia with uh, Tyler Dies. So Tyler will be drinking alcohol while we feed him uh, sports trivia and hard sports trivia. And if he loses, 
he's got a chug. So definitely tune in to Too Many Men, Touch Icing as well. We got a whole range of podcasts, so definitely take a listen to all of our products here at Too Many Men.